Welcome to the X29 Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Metters. Planting a church is never easy, but some contexts and regions are harder to plant in than others. And in the Middle East, it may be the hardest of all. X29, we are a global, diverse community committed to planting healthy, multiplying churches all over the world, including regions that are often hostile to the good news of Christianity. And on today's show, we have Marwan Abul Zalaf joining me on the podcast today to talk about church planting in the Middle East. Uh, Marwan planted City Bible Church in Beirut, Lebanon, where he serves as the lead pastor. Marwan, welcome to the show. Jeff, what's up, man? It's good to be with you. It's good to see you. Uh, I think the last time we saw each other in person, uh, was it Dubai a few years ago? It was in or- Orlando, there. right? Orlando yeah. for Global Gathering. That's right. But before that, we met almost three years ago, maybe just over in Dubai. Yeah. Yeah, Dubai there with the Furmans and Redeemer Dubai. It was a great time, great yeah. time to fellowship with you and hang out and, and just hear how God's been been at work in City Bible Church and with you. So you were born in Kuwait, grew up in the U.S., did a church planting residency at Redeemer Church in Dubai. I mean, this is Mr. Worldwide. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> right here. Uh, planted City Bible Church in Lebanon. Man, tell us about your journey into church planting. Yeah, definitely. You know, it, it actually, it's a, it can be even more complicated and, and a longer story than just even those, those milestones. Because for me, uh, the journey began years before I knew anything about church planning. Um, I felt called to go back to the Middle East and reflecting on that. I have, I have no idea what I would have done, uh, honestly, you know, but, but I remember, and I still am stirred by the same things for one, the, the fact that people would live their entire lives and die without ever hearing the name of Christ. Uh, that was a burden on my heart and my soul. Uh, and then also knowing that, that the Christian presence in the Middle East was diminishing year after year. Now, that, that happens because uh, many have left because of persecution and also, of course, the, the spread of uh, Islam. Uh, and so it was because so many were leaving that I felt called to go back. Now, a lot happened from that initial kind of stirring in my soul. Uh, got married to, to my wife, Marcy. We're about to celebrate, I guess, 11 years this year. Uh, she also had a desire to, uh, to make Christ known where he isn't known. Uh, and so we, we moved to Arkansas. I, I always like to throw in the state of Arkansas in that mix because yep. no, one, no one is ever expecting it. Um, <laughs> but, but it was there that we were, we were part of a, a church plant. Uh, in Russellville, Arkansas. And it was during that time that both for, for my wife and I, uh, that we really fell in love with the local church. Uh, it was during those years um, that my ecclesiology was more established, my, my theology was growing more reformed. And, and really, as I read uh, the, the Great Commission, uh, you're able to see church planning, right? I mean, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so where does baptism and discipleship take place if not the local church? Uh, yeah. And so after Marcy finished up university, um, we wanted to come for a visit to see what the Lord is doing in the region. It was right around that time that I met up or connected with Dave Furman over at Redeemer. Uh, and so we did a trip, uh, Marcy, myself, and our pastor uh, from, from Arkansas, just to see what the Lord's doing. You know, we, we went to Dubai for a couple of days, Lebanon, Egypt, uh, Jordan, uh, and it was when we were in Lebanon that the Lord 
made it clear to us that this is where he wanted us to be. Now, I'm so thankful for the opportunity and the connection that I, that I had with Dave. He invited me to come out and do a, a church planning residency, a pastoral internship program with them there in Dubai. And so we spent a couple of years there and then moved to Lebanon in 2017. So, yeah, that's, that's the, the quick of it. Okay, and Marwan, for the listeners out there, you know, we've got people all around the world that, that listen to the x podcast, which is so cool. But I imagine that there's a lot of folks that aren't all that sure where Lebanon is there in the Middle East, yeah. and maybe they only know of Beirut from, from spy movies. Yeah. It seems like people are always rendezvousing in, yeah, uh, in right. Beirut. Uh, so what, what, what countries surround Lebanon? Yeah, we, uh, so we have two countries that surround us. Uh, we have Syria to kind of the north and east and then uh, down south is, is the Holy Land, right? We have, we have Israel, Palestine down uh, below us. And then to the west of us is the Mediterranean Sea. And so it's a really beautiful, uh, beautifully located place and very strategic yeah. as well as we think about uh, the gospel spreading through the, through the region. Yeah, well, Marwan, I've heard you talk about Beirut before and just how beautiful it is and a lot of cultural significance in the city. And, and so what is Beirut like? Yeah, um, I, lo- I love the city. Uh, Beirut... Uh, is is one of the most beautiful cities uh, in the world. Now, it, it's a shame uh, what's been happening in, in the last 18 months, uh, both in the city and in the country. Uh, but historically speaking, and, and just even, again, my experience of the city uh, is that I love the, the, the ancient and the modern. You know, anytime that I'm uh, going around the city, uh, meeting up with people, walking, whatever it is, I'm, I'm regularly crossing ancient sites, you know, Roman columns and Roman baths. Uh, we also have some of the, the newest things, uh, you know, the, the coolest pubs and, and the nicest cafes and uh, the architecture is, is incredible. The food, uh, just it's known, you know, Beirut is known uh, as, as a foodie hub and destination. Uh, and so it's, a, it's an incredible city, uh, lots of history, uh, lots of potential for the, for the gospel. Yeah. Well, man, what, what is it like church planning in the Middle East? Um, what encourages you about the gospels advancing your region? And really, what are, what are some of the common obstacles uh, your neighbors must overcome to believe in Jesus? Yeah, uh, you know, it's hard to speak about the Middle East as a whole, uh, because really from city to city and in different countries, uh, you, you have different experiences and different obstacles. Uh, so kind of speaking about Lebanon specifically uh, or, or in Beirut, um, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just encouraged uh, that that Christ's uh, presence has been here since the beginning. You know, I guess that's also a challenge if I really think about it. Um, you know, one, of the, one of the obstacles for Lebanon is that Christianity has always been around. Mm-hmm. I mean, since the birth of Christianity, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been present in Lebanon. And so I um, like to say that Lebanon is the original Bible Belt. And so that kind of connects mm-hmm. with a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, so I guess my experience in Arkansas uh, was, was really helpful. Um, but but I think that those are the obstacles that people will think about, at least in Lebanon. Uh, there are many who, who think they know Christ. They, they've experienced it. They've gone to church. I remember even speaking to, to a guy who said, yeah, yeah, I know Jesus is a Savior, and he died for my sins. I mean, with, with such, um, mm. you know, obviously arrogance and a bit of sarcasm. But the fact that he, he can say those words shows that there's um, a history of Christianity, even a presence. Um, and so... I think that's one of the obstacles of, of course, thinking about um, non-Christians who are kind of predominantly in this uh, region. Um, I think one of the obstacles is their impression 
of Christianity, what they've seen in movies uh, and, and media and what they expect Christianity to be like. Um, often we have to overcome uh, their misconceptions uh, and that takes a long time because of the culture, because of uh, the, the importance of relationships here. Um, but man, God is moving. God is moving here. Yeah. And even just today, uh, we had a great call with, with uh, other 829 pastors in the Middle East. Uh, mo- most of them are in the Gulf, uh, so down in, in the United Arab Emirates and uh, th- that area. Um, but they're just stories of people coming to faith. In the, in the midst of yeah. all that's happening, uh, people are hearing the gospel, many for the first time. Uh, people who are being persecuted um, are, are standing firm uh, in, in what they believe. Uh, and, and these things will continue. The, these things are going to stop. Nothing, nothing's going to stop Christ and his right. work. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, brother, in, in August of 2020, uh, the world was rocked by the news of a massive explosion at the port of Beirut. We all saw the videos, um, the explosions, the shock waves, the, I mean, amazing and terrifying, um, the terrifying footage that that came out and yeah. and we saw in X29 how your church building was destroyed and hundreds of people in Beirut were killed thousands injured hundreds of thousands displaced and your church stepped up and served the community and and you led your church well during that time so can you tell us how you you and your church uh, walked through this crisis and and how City Bible Church ministered to the city Yeah man um it's been so hard honestly uh, I, I think I still have more questions than I do answers uh, on, on how to do this best and even reflecting, did, did we do what, all that we could have done? Um, you know, it's kind of you to say that we, we stepped up. I, I think we didn't have a choice. <laughs> we we kind of just yeah. were, were there. Um, but, but from the very beginning, it was very clear uh, to us and to Marcy and I that, uh, that God's doing something here. You know, uh, it, it's not a coincidence uh, that we are in the neighborhood that we are. You know, we chose it. It's, it's you know, uh, really diverse and, and lots of English speakers, lots of locals, lots of pubs and museums, very artsy. I mean, just it's a really cool spot, but also a zero evangelical presence, at least in, in our neighborhood. So that's why we chose to meet where we where we meet uh, and to think that that's, you know, less than a quarter mile facing the port, um, the, the closest church to the explosion. It's It's not... A coincidence, right? Um, and, and so, so we believed right away that, that um, and, and remembered and acknowledged that you know God is doing something. Um, you know, our entire building actually was where we live, not not our church, but our apartment building. Um, there are seven floors, uh, and every single floor uh, had glass break and explode. Wow. Um, you know, walls fell down, uh, except for ours. Now, we had a couple couple things. Uh, but we were able to come in right away and just clean up. We didn't have like exposed yeah. windows. And so we knew right away, I mean, um, this is the Lord freeing us up to care and serve others. Uh, and so lots of it was, was reactionary, which was, again, uh, that's, that's kind of what you do in those times. We knew that we just needed to be there. And so we right away got to the church um, and just um, set up a tent right outside because we're right on, on the main road, right? Um and started distributing food, uh, distributing Bibles. Um, we developed a tract. We, we, we got numbers uh, of people who came by. We went and visited people in their homes. Um, we're so thankful uh, for the connection with, with 829, obviously, and, uh, and just 
people that we'll never know of and never meet just started sending money. Uh, and so we, we now had this opportunity to, to help, not just uh, by, by sharing the, the good news uh, and to stand alongside with our neighbors, but also to help them in their time of need and in their, uh, their great despair. Um, and so we've still been doing that. You know, it's, um, it's kind of wild to think the things that are happening in Lebanon because today, seven, nearly eight months after the blast, uh, things are maybe even harder today for people mm-hmm. because of the hyperinflation, because of uh, what's been happening, obviously, with the pandemic, but all these kinds of things. Um, we have a long road ahead of us. Uh, and so just to see that, that the Lord has been uh, faithful to us as a church, and also I think we have a, a, a unique opportunity to stand alongside and say, hey, uh, we are here suffering with you. Uh, we are here walking with you. We're not leaving because Christ is faithful. Uh, we're giving because Christ is generous. Um, and also pointing people to say, hey, we, we, Jesus knows. Jesus suffered. Um, Jesus was broken for our sins, you know, and his aim is to restore these things. And so uh, in, in, in the midst of, of hopelessness, uh, we're able to speak of a true and living hope in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, man. Amen. You know, there, there's so many, so many stories we could tell, um, and time would escape us to, to tell all the ways that God has manifested his faithfulness and, and shown his goodness, um, Amen. throughout different seasons of, of church ministry. And, and I think about Acts 29 and I think about the brotherhood that comes with being a part of, of our network. Um, man, how has, how do you think X 29 and being a part of X 29 has been an encouragement while, while planting in a difficult region of the world? Yeah, I, th- I think you said it, that brotherhood, uh, the, the camaraderie is, is something that I've longed for. Now, of course I, I have all the, all the homies and the friends in, in Dubai and I'm thankful for them because I was there for some time and you know, we're, we're all doing the same thing. We're in the same network as well. Um, but, but in many ways I'm, I'm alone out here, you know, uh, in a different country, um, from them and from others. And so just being able to, I mean, connect with you, you know, the fact that we met in person and, um, and, and now have a friendship, uh, even though it's sometimes just, you know, uh, on Instagram or, or whatever it might be, but, but truly being able to reach out. And I, and I, I uh, feel this camaraderie in that, you know, exactly what I'm going through. Now yeah. there might be some details, uh, that, that you didn't experience yourself. Uh, but, but you know what it's like to plant a church, you know what it's like to, uh, to shepherd uh, in difficult times. And so I, I really can't say enough about how much that has helped uh, in, in, in the seasons of, you know, discouragement um, or, or times where we, we sense kind of a, a loneliness um, to know that there's others who are, who are uh, marching forward um, with the same desire. Um, some, some ahead, some behind, uh, and we're able to kind of uh, encourage and charge one another on. And so that's just generally speaking. Now, of course, there's, uh, we don't have enough time to say, um, all, all the ways that, that A29 has, has come alongside us after the blast um, in, in, in multiple ways. Um, and so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very thankful. Thankful for you, man. This, this is a great podcast. Uh, oh, thanks, I don't man. know about the one that we're doing right now, but I've, I've enjoyed, <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed, enjoyed listening to all of them and I've, I've been encouraged and challenged and, um, and strengthened by them. So, I mean, these are just some of the ways. Oh, thanks, bro. And uh, I'm really grateful to serve our network in this way. And I'm grateful for the for the pod father of X29, Tony Marita, um, you know, handed, handed the podcast keys yeah. over to me and let me drive the car some too. You know, he stepped so. in talking about how, how uh, the network comes together. He, 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 uh, 
he was supposed to come out uh, for our, our Middle East uh, network kind of a yeah. retreat gathering. That all got canceled. I think maybe you might have come out. I don't know who else was going to come. Um, and so every couple months we meet as pastors uh, over Zoom. Um, so we did that today. Uh, and Tony was there, which is great. He just oh, encouraged nice. us with a word. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, thankful for him. Yeah, man, I, I love I love the Brotherhood of X twenty nine. And so, you know, if you're an X twenty nine planner that that's listening, or you're a candidate that's listening, or whatever, really lean into and and do a full court press, uh, do a hundred percent, you know, commitment to these relationships in X twenty nine. Uh, we don't want any planter to be left alone relationally. You might be in a rural area. You might be in the Middle East. Uh, you might be in a hard to reach place. Um, but we can, we can still have friendships and we can have relationships and we can help one another. Um, so reach out and just stay, stay committed to these relationships. They, they matter so much uh, for your church and, and for you. Yeah. Okay. So Marwan, if a, if a planter that's listening, um, our potential planter that's listening is thinking about the Middle East and maybe they're doing a residency here in the U S maybe they're living there in West Texas or North Arkansas or there in, in North, Northern Nevada, or, or they're over there in London yeah. or they're in Australia. And they're thinking about, man, I, I feel a call to the Middle East. Uh, what's something you think they need to know beforehand before they just uproot and head over there? Yeah, that's good. Um, you know, I, I remember being asked a question when we were living in Arkansas, uh, and this is before some of the details of what we're doing now, um, we, we didn't have them. We just knew that we were going to go and, uh, and, and spend time in Dubai and then move to Lebanon. You know, church planning was there, but it wasn't very clear. Uh, okay. But I, I told them that I'm going to do the exact same thing uh, that I'm doing here, uh, just in a place where Christ isn't known. You know, um, I'm going to get plugged into the local church. I'm going to invest in, in younger believers. I'm, I'm going to try to connect with those who don't know Christ. And so... Um, I think my, my encouragement or advice is to, uh, to know Jesus, to, to, to love him, to be transformed by him, to, to experience the power of the gospel in your own life, um, yeah. first and foremost. Um, now, I think I could give some specific uh, thoughts based on different parts of the Middle East, uh, because I think that will make a difference. Again, my experience here in Beirut is going to look a little bit different than some of the other brothers in different parts of the Middle East because Beirut and Lebanon is, is pretty Western, honestly, um, maybe even the most Western of, of the region. Uh, and so some specific advice might look a bit different, but I, I can say three general things. Um, okay. Church planting in the Middle East is hard. Man, it's hard. Um, but nothing is too hard for God. And so that's something always I, I need to remind myself. Um, we didn't sign up for easy, um, but but God doesn't really work on, on the same scale as we do, as difficult or easy. He's God. Nothing's too hard for him. So we, we again, need, need to know Christ and the power of the gospel uh, to be able to make it through our experiences of difficult times. Uh, another thing, um, and maybe people have different thoughts on this, but from my experience and my understanding of the region, Contextualization is overrated. Now, now certainly there, there are things that you need to be mindful of in the Middle East uh, that you wouldn't, let's say in Houston, uh, need to think about or, or uh, North Arkansas, as, as you mentioned, or whatever it might be. Um, but more than thinking about contextualizing 
your experience or your ministry or the gospel, you need to know the gospel, right? And so again, mm-hmm. more than anything, um, need to be clear uh, about the gospel, being able to communicate the gospel. Uh, I can't remember how Max Stiles, who was out in Dubai for a long time, said it. I think he called it the 747 experience. I think lots of times people think, man, as, as long as I just get on that plane and, and uh, go overseas, I'm just going to all of a sudden become this great evangelist and really clear with the gospel. And again, that goes right. back to what I would tell younger guys before we moved overseas, which was now seven years ago. We're just going to be doing the same things that we were doing before. Um, just in a new place, in a place where Christ isn't named or known. Uh, and, and the last thing I'd say, and I think this goes for any any part of the Middle East, uh, probably even worldwide, uh, it's so important to connect with local believers. You know, you don't want to come in uh, with a new strategy or, or whatever it might be and, and bypass the work that God is already doing. Um, it doesn't give the the necessary honor both to God and the ministers who have been there, who have been laboring faithfully right. um, long before us and, and likely past our time uh, in, in the country. Uh, and so just being mindful that God is always working. Uh, and that's one thing that I'm, I'm thankful for the encouragement and wisdom of other uh, brothers. Uh, we came out here and just asked, what are the needs? Uh, how, how can we serve? How can we come alongside the church that's established in Lebanon and honestly, man, that's that's how we decided to plan an English-speaking church, by speaking to an established Lebanese pastor who cast that vision to me, mm. um, and, and and we went with it. And so we're thankful for, for that. Yeah, man, that's amazing. And and Marwan, you told me recently, um, you know, you guys are, your ministry is growing, and God is, God's hand is upon your church, and it's just so obvious how, how the Lord's at work. And if people are interested in serving the Middle East and, and want to consider planning in the Middle East. I know you are looking to expand your team yeah, that's right. um, and, and hire some people. Um, so uh, why don't you share a little bit about that and how, how people could get in touch or, or what positions are you looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I just recently sent out not publicly, I guess public now, which is, which is all right, but just kind of to trusted, you know, pastors and, and through the network, of course, uh, and a couple of networks, a, a document with some opportunities um, you know, as a, as a pastoral position, um, opportunity for a college ministry, you know, in, in Beirut, there are 30 universities, uh, in the city alone. Uh, and we'd love to wow. see a, a, a ministry based in the church to, to go out. And so if anyone has any questions or, or curious about that, um, yeah, they can definitely reach out to me. I'm happy to pass that along. Um, they can email or ho- however, however they want to do that, get a hold of you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You can reach out to me and I'll, I'll gladly put you in touch, touch with Marwan. Okay, Marwan, final three questions. All right. A great book you've read recently that you'd want to recommend. Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to recommend a book that I'm reading, have not finished, though? That That's the... Uh, sure. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay, the great. verdict is allowed. <laughs> uh, I, I would say Remember Death uh, by uh, mm. Matthew McCullough. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Yeah, McCullough. Uh, I, I wish think. everyone had an easy last name like mine. Um, it's hard to pronounce <laughs> other... <laughs> um, yeah, you know, that, that's... Um, it's a book I've been reading through slowly and have just been just rocked every couple of pages. I'm just like, all right, I got to I got to stop and think and pray, um, especially in a time where death is all around us uh, from yeah. pandemic to explosion, you know, uh, economic collapse here. Uh, and so I, I'm have been encouraged by that book. And so I would, I would recommend it, even though I've even finished it almost there, yeah. but, but I'm not done yet. And so, uh, yeah, that's the book I'd say. 
Okay. Your go-to order in a coffee shop. And and before you answer, I know that we're both sitting here drinking coffee. That's right. And this is the first, I think, uh, coffee, global coffee experience that now that we're drinking coffee at the same time. I am drinking a pour-over of Ethiopian, an Ethiopian uh, bean pour-over yeah. and my V60 pour-over. Uh, Marlon, what are you drinking? I, I, I'm doing a V60 pour-over as well. You know, I, I emailed you and I asked you if you'd want me to drink a South American or an African. <laughs> I would have gone with Ethiopia myself, uh, but, but for the sake of the global network, uh, I went with uh, a Peru South American pour-over. Now, because I do pour-overs at home, which I'm still, you know, uh, not, not great at it, uh, I usually will order like a Cortado or a flat white yep. uh, in a cafe just because uh, I can't get that at home. So that's, that's usually yeah. my go-to drink. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. Like I can do the pour over at home. Yeah, I can't do the cortado at home. That's right. Uh, don't have an espresso machine. Yeah, I just have enough coffee gadgets already. Yeah. I think my uh, countertop needs the space. <laughs> uh, I don't need more coffee gear. Okay, last question. Your favorite verse in our Bible, in our Holy Bible, and why? Yeah, um, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God who are called according to his purpose. Uh, and that's a, that's a go-to one. I mean, that's obviously going to be on, on lots of people's lists. Uh, but for me, this is uh, very significant. Um, just even considering the things that have been happening recently. Uh, yeah. I was able to, it was on, it was on the calendar for me to preach through uh, the week after the blast. Uh, and so for us wow. to kind of see death and destruction and just despair uh, all around. And just to know that, in all those things, God is working, uh, and that's an encouragement for me. And it's a, uh, it's been a, a, a real uh, strength uh, in my life in this time. Yeah, so good. Well, Marwan, thank you for coming on the X Twenty Nine podcast, and it's great to see you and hear from you, man. So, thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks, brother. Yeah, glad to be here. And listeners, thank you uh, for listening faithfully to the X29 podcast. We'd ask for you to, you know, share this episode on your social media feeds, uh, text it out to friends and family that would be interested in church planning and, and ministry there in the Middle East. And if you'd also be kind enough to leave a little review there in your podcast app, we would greatly appreciate it. But above all that, uh, remember, brothers and sisters, let's keep planting churches to the ends of the earth. 